Welcome to Breadcast, the first ever Bread Coffee House podcast. I am Aaron Weiss, and I just wanted to make sure that you felt welcome and wanted to remind you that here at Bread, we love Jesus, but you don't have to to be here. Enjoy the episode. Hello, my name is Parker. Hello, Parker. I am Chris. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, man. It's good to see your face. Uh, for those of you listening in, Parker and I are on Zoom, uh, keeping our nice social distance from each other during this quarantine so we can see each other's faces. Uh, Parker, you're looking exceptionally burly today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All the time inside means I don't really need to shave, so here we are. <laughs> That's true. It's impressive what you got going on there. So, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> welcome, those of you listening to this week's podcast. We are uh, attempting to preserve our core value of storytelling at Bread uh, while we're quarantined by doing this podcast. So, this week we're going to talk about the idea of family, and we're careful to use that word idea. Um, so, why don't we jump into it? Parker, first of all, why don't you uh, tell me about your family? Uh, I'll start with my immediate family. Let's see. So I have one sibling. Uh, he's actually lives up in Arkansas right now. And then my mom lives in Stockbridge, which is technically my hometown. And then my dad is in Conyers, which is like 15 minutes from Stockbridge. So, yeah. And then grandparents-wise, it's pretty funny. The road that my mom lives on is actually like a family road called Mosley Drive and so like my mom's mom lives there she has like several cousins that live on that road oh wow and so it's just like a big family road and Mosley is actually my mom's maiden name and so I don't know if the road is actually named after him but it might have been <laughs> uh and then most of my family is scattered throughout Georgia and so when it comes to like reunions and getting together it makes things a lot easier and I do have some family up in Tennessee and then I have a family on my dad's side over in Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So what's the age difference between you and your brother? It's four and a half years. Oh, nice. My, I'm four years older than my brother, almost. Uh, almost. Oh, nice. Like four, four years and two months, so hey. yeah, we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Chris, yeah, tell me about your family. Uh, okay. Uh, my family, so growing up, it was just me, my mom, my dad, and my little brother, Jamie, uh, he goes by James now. That's much more professional. Um, <laughs> now both my brother and I are married, so we have extended our, our uh, family families. And uh, my, my parents live in Gainesville. We grew up in like Stone Mountain area outside of Atlanta. And my brother now lives in Alpharetta with his family and my nephew. And then Natalie and I live in Smyrna. Um, so uh, comparatively, though, Natalie's family is um, much larger than mine. She has two brothers, but her mom is one of six siblings and her dad one of seven. So anytime there's like a holiday or a wedding, there are cousins everywhere, aunts and uncles. It, I just, we've been married almost, well, we're going on like a year and a half, and I still don't know everybody's names. Don't tell her <laughs> I said that. Um, I do know everybody's names. It just takes me a minute because there's so many of them, but it's super fun. Uh, there's always some kind of like chaos or craziness going on uh, in our in her family and, and in mine too, but uh, her family is huge and it's super fun. So, um, so yeah, speaking of stories and funny things happening, uh, since we are doing storytelling, Parker, tell me something funny about your uh, family growing up. All right, so do you remember the, like, My Buddy doll? It was, like, <laughs> yes. from the 80s? Yeah, the creepy-looking... 
Yeah. It, basically Chucky with blonde hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My brother had one. So, so <laughs> <Nice>. terrifying. <laughs> So, like, we had one at my grandmother's house, and my brother and I, like, he looked so innocent. My brother and I would beat the absolute crap out of that buddy doll, like, <laughs> throw him down some stairs, throw him up against a railing, shoot him with BB guns, throw him up against walls, throw him outside, just, just beat it so much. And, <laughs> and my uh, grandmother loved it, because, like, we were having so much fun. We were having such a joy. It was so incredibly violent, but we had so much fun. And he just has that little content smile with like a dent in his forehead and like, aww. But uh, he's actually like still at my house like today, like sitting in the corner of my room. Even after all these years, he just like became like an icon of the family, like within like <laughs> us and like some cousins, like oh just like knew of Buddy and just like throwing him downstairs. <laughs> That's hilarious. I totally remember that doll. Uh, I think my brother's was a little bit more sacred. <laughs> and we definitely <laughs> took our violence out on each other rather than, than the doll. But I totally remember that uh, that that My Buddy doll. There there was like a song, too, on the ad that was mm-hmm. that I could probably sing, and I'm not going to. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, anyway, my brother and I did a bunch of dumb stuff together, too. Um, some of the things I can remember is us... Uh, playing paintball well i so i would this is how my brother made money when he was like 10 years old i would give him five bucks to to dress up in or put on all of his winter coats for padding and then the the paintball mask and then he would run around the backyard and i would shoot at him with my paintball gun from either the upstairs (laughs) like the second story bathroom window uh so i would play like sniper games or something stupid with him and um and he couldn't even feel it when I hit him. It was, he was so padded, and it was like ninety degrees in Georgia, and he's sweating and laughing, and and I'm just I'm just painting him up one side and down the other. So we did that, and then we, um, I remember rappelling. Uh, we would rappel out of his bedroom window, which <laughs> was a long way. It was like two, two and a half stories because our uh, our house was on a hill, and so we would go out the back window. And anyway, super dangerous, and um. I don't think my parents know about that one, so if they're listening, oh. sorry, Mom. Uh, but we all lived. We're all good. Uh, my brother and I kind of grew apart a little bit when I went off to college, uh, but now we're really, really good friends, uh, super close. So, yeah, we, we really uh, enjoy each other. Man, the family family is so weird. <laughs> it's really so weird. Family is weird, and uh, we've been thinking a lot about this, you and I, over the past like week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what have you found? I mean, I know that you you did a little bit of like googling and uh, asking the question, "What is family?" So, what did you find? So, just straight off of Google, it says that family is a basic social unit considered a group, whether dwelling together or not. So, like, I found really interesting because I feel like when like, like what family we're told is like who you're born into. Like, who you share blood with, who you share DNA with. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's, like, oh, you're born, that's your family. Yep. And then, like, on Google, it says basic social unit, which is really weird. And so, because it's just, like, it doesn't mention blood or DNA. It's just, like, whoever you are together with, whoever you are dwelling with. Mm, interesting. And, like, family is, is so weird. Because, like, you immediately have that connection for no reason besides that you're family. And so, like, there was a story 
one of my cousins, his name is Brian. And Brian, if we met before this moment and I forgot, I apologize incredibly. I'm sorry. Uh, but it was one of my cousins that like I saw on like Facebook and like Instagram and I recognized the name, his last name. I was like, I've never had as a family name. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of recognize the name. I'll add him. You know, he's family, he's friends with some family. So turns out I think we're cousins. And so I added him, like followed each other on social media for, I don't know how long, never met up to this point. And then the weirdest thing, I was coming back from home, either going to Atlanta or back down to Point. And I pulled into Dunkin' Donuts, of course. <laughs> and there was some Perfect. guy standing outside of Dunkin'. And I was like, he looks so familiar. Why is that? And I was staring at him, and he was staring at me, probably thinking the same thing. And then he looked at me, and he's like, Parker? And I was like, Brian? <laughs> and it turns out it was the cousin that I knew on Facebook that I don't think I've ever met. That's so. And then it was like an instant, like, trust was built. Like, there was an instant bridge of, like, yeah, let's talk and hang out. Like, we're family, so it's cool. It's like, I just... It's just such a weird, like, idea and concept. Wow. Yeah, that that is odd. When you and I were talking about this um, over the past week, we used idea of family because, uh, because, yeah, it is so strange. And especially in cases like that where you are blood-related, but you don't really have any shared experiences or stories in common. Um, so, But, but what you and I kind of came up with was that in your family, your family is where you should uh, those should be the people that know you best and love you the most and challenge you to grow. They teach you um, everything you know when you're, a, you know, when you're a baby and a child growing mm-hmm. up. Now, of course, we know that's not always true. That's a, that's a big should, and we hope that's true for a lot of you. I, I know that you and I have pretty good family uh, families growing up and uh, really taking care of us. But uh, at the same time, that starts changing big time in like high school and college for me when you move away from home and... Uh, you learn that you have the choice, maybe for the first time in your life, of who you're going to allow in, who you're, who you're going to befriend, and ultimately who you're going to let know you uh, fully and let love you and let challenge you. So it's a it's an interesting idea, which is why we use that word. And actually, the Bible talks a whole lot about this idea of family. Like in the first half, the Old Testament, the whole thing was written to, for, and about Abraham's family. Like eventually enormous messed up family became the nation of Israel and it was even one of the earliest rules to honor your mother and father yeah that's so cool and uh, and then the second half of the bible called the new testament so many of these uh, the letters that are written in there are to small communities of faith and often they are addressed to um, or the the author will address them as brothers and sisters so um, yeah this idea of family I guess then, uh, I don't know if it started there or not, but uh, certainly we see it there that it extends beyond blood relationships uh, and given a much broader definition. Yeah, and there's actually an interesting story about Jesus where he makes a pretty strange comment about family, where maybe this whole new idea came from. Uh, it comes up early in Mark, Mark chapter 3. Um, it's an early story. Jesus would have been about 30 years old at this point. And he's done a miracle or two, so he starts to like draw in a crowd, and he's doing a lot of teaching. He even right before that, on like the Sabbath day, 
goes and picks heads of grain and like eats it. And people are like, what is this guy doing? Like it's the Sabbath. You shouldn't be doing anything. So it was pretty scandalous. And so he appoints these 12 people to be his apostles and does some teaching by the sea of Galilee. You know, all this happens in and around his home of Capernaum, uh, which is where his blood family actually is. And so they're watching, you know, and the story even suggests that they're they're a little confused and even a little worried about what's going on. The story in uh, Mark 3, Mark chapter 3, he just names 12 guys and he's going to spend the next three years with. And they actually, they come back into town, go to one of the houses to eat. And before they can even eat, a crowd gathers around them. It's just so crowded they can't even get food. You go to see a miracle or hear what crazy thing that Jesus is saying. Well, well, while they're at the house, Jesus's family actually gets wind that he's back in town and they decide to go over and see him and even take him home. And it's funny that the Bible even says that they said he's out of his mind because of what he's doing. So when his family is on the way to get him at his buddy's house, these religious scholars started accusing Jesus of being demon possessed and using black magic, which is some crazy stuff just to be like throwing that at someone about being demon possessed. And so Jesus is basically teaching these guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty serious accusation. (laughs) And so like Jesus is teaching them like who he is and that it can't be true when his family shows up. And so his mother and his brothers arrive, didn't really see much of his dad at this point in the story. The last really heard about him was when Jesus was 12. Mm-hmm. And so they were outside. They couldn't get in the house. It was so crowded. And they sent someone in to get him and to tell him. And the guy found Jesus and was like, hey, your mothers and your brothers are outside looking for you. And Jesus told him, who are my mother and my brothers? And then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. And whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Yeah, that's a, that is a strange story. So it ends, how does it end again, Parker? Say that one more time. So it's, he, he like, when the person shows up, you'd be like, hey, your mother and your brothers are here. Jesus looks at him. He's like, well, who are my mother and my brothers? Which is already a weird statement in itself. And then he looks at everyone like around him in the house and says, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Yeah, that's crazy. It could be it could be really offensive <laughs> to his mother and brothers who are like standing outside. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of an odd. It's certainly an odd saying um, very early. I think you said it was in Mark chapter three, if you want to go yeah. read this story. But um, so very early in Jesus's teaching, there's this idea that family extends beyond blood, um, which is really cool. Uh, in one sense, because we get to choose whether or not we want to be a part of that. Um, we get to choose whether or not we want to be in Jesus's family. Uh, that's really good news because um, we are told we, that we get that we belong, that we're accepted, um, acceptable to Jesus, and that we can be his brother, his sister. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, that means a whole lot to me. That that's a big that was a big turning point in my story. Um, and that happened to me in high school when I got, when I was kind of like accepted by this group, um, that, that originally I thought was kind of weird. They read the Bible and they prayed <laughs> together and stuff, which I had never experienced. Um, uh, I, I grew up going to church, but I had never experienced like, mm-hmm. 
that in, among people of my age and any stuff like that. So um, anyway, the idea that you can choose to belong and you are uh, chosen by Jesus and acceptable by Jesus is was new to me. So really good news. And especially, uh, like you said earlier, Parker, like we don't get to choose what family we're born into. And for some of you, I know that that is uh, really challenging, like terrible stories of uh, abuse and neglect, broken relationships, uh, really bad decisions, um, divorce as breaks up families and just makes uh, the family unit, the blood family relationship really complicated. So uh, so many people struggle with this with the idea of God as father that Jesus presents. Um, so uh, yeah, this can be this can be, this can be really good news. I said that three times. It re- it can be really good news. Uh, to <laughs> <It's> this, good news. <laughs> it is good news um, that that we are that we are chosen. We are acceptable. We are um, uh, we belong. That's like you know the basic one of the most basic human needs. So, um, and for those of you who don't come from great families, that's that's that is uh, amazing. So especially right now, as you are quarantined, as uh, everyone is quarantined and kind of forced to be around family, maybe more than you're used to. Um, some of you certainly got a taste of like freshman year and freedom and lots of growing and, um, uh, you know, choosing bread or, or choosing your, your people that you're going to be around. Uh, now you're, now you're back thrown into the house that, that you grew up in. And for some of you, that's really great. And we've heard some stories on, uh, Kyle's podcast of this quarantine life of how you're loving being back with your families, which is so good for some of you. That's amazing for others. Uh, this can be a really tough time. Yeah. So actually when I was in college, college is a weird time because you know, you're with your family for the first, well, like 18 years of your life. And then you go off to college and then you're pretty much on your own if you live on campus. And so the whole idea of family, I feel like it even comes through stronger when you meet people in college that, you know, like these are my friends for life. Like this is my family that even though we're not blood related, you know, like we're, we're committed to each other. We're connected to each other. This is family. And one of my most favorite stories is, uh, when I was at point every other year, they do a Europe trip. They go to Europe with EF study tours and, Went to like a few different countries over there. It was amazing, incredible trip. And so some context, I'm really big into like internet memes. And one of my really good friends, I call my brother, uh, Caleb, he's into real, he's into internet memes too. So of course we bonded pretty quickly. And um, two, like a meme that we both like a lot is the Doge meme, which is like a little like Shiba Inu dog. And he's like judgy. He's like such wow. <laughs> And like that kind of thing. And so there's a place in Italy, in Venice, called the Doge's Palace. The Doge was the name of some kind of like royalty over there. I forgot exactly what it was. I was so focused on the meme <laughs> that um, before going, him and I both purchased a shirt with a Doge on it. It's like his Doge was like dabbing and like my Doge was like poking out of the pocket on my shirt, just like showing. And then, so with him, when we got to Italy, we went to the Doge's palace while wearing the Doge shirts and it was amazing. It was one of those things <laughs> like, I can't believe this is actually happening. And it's just so cool to like have those kinds of moments with people. And like, even though like I just met him in college 
like he's one of my best friends and like we're family now i consider him family that's really cool yeah so much of this like bond that happens in college is over shared experiences like that and you feel like um uh, you feel like you are known by the people that you spend all of this time with and as you grow and change and learn new things uh, the people that you're around matter so much and they become um there's just there's such a bond there um yeah so that's really that's really cool that 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 happened um when i was at i went to georgia tech and i I went to the bread at georgia tech and um that's really where a lot of my uh, my faith grew a lot while i was at while i was at tech and um i was super excited about being a part of uh, bread at tech and really have felt have met lifelong friends there um and i'm super grateful for them so when i decided after i graduated from georgia tech to go and do bread overseas which is the global scope um i think that was a little i mean i know that was hard for my family um me moving away from them was uh was it was really tough so i even got a letter from my grandmother who <laughs> loves me so much and uh she was really nervous that i was <laughs> i was doing something silly she was like um, I'm, I'm praying for you to come back to the Catholic church and get out of this group that you're in. You could tell she was nervous cause she loved me so much. Um, but I held on to that letter, um, as some, in a weird way, it was encouraging. I was like, Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I tried to, I tried to talk to her about it a couple of different times and just say, these people love me. Uh, I called her Grammy, uh, still call her Grammy. <laughs> and I said, these oh. people love me, Grammy. And uh, they're taking care of me. And eventually she was like, yeah, you know, she learned that it was a really good thing. And uh, it was a place where I could really live out my faith and uh, work that I was really proud of and uh, get to be a part of with uh, with people that meant the world to me. So. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, family has extended to me uh, for me beyond blood. And um, mm-hmm. I, you can see that happening here in this story that that. Parker, you, you talked about from uh, early in Jesus's ministry. So uh, as you're in quarantine, you can either find hope in that <laughs> um, and you can find uh, some peace in that, I guess. Uh, I hope that you're acceptable and that you're that you belong um, uh, both at home and uh, away. So if you found that at Bread, we hope that that's encouraging. Uh, so we'll leave you with three. Have you considered questions as we usually do and our DBS talks? Um, so first of all, have you considered that this idea of family can reach beyond blood and DNA? Have you considered that the community at Bread is a place where you can be known, loved, and challenged to grow? And finally, have you considered what Jesus' invitation to join his family might look like for you? So yeah, ponder those this week. We're super glad that you guys are listening and uh, we love and miss you all. Miss seeing your faces and hopefully we'll be back together real soon. Uh, But until then, we'll see you next week.